the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our Old Testament reading. In the most recent Avengers movies, there are a couple of times where a character must sacrifice something that he loves. And that ends with someone's death. In Infinity War, we have the story of Thanos, this character who wants to be able to get all seven Infinity Stones so that he is able to control the universe. In order to get the Soul Stone, he has to sacrifice his daughter, Gamora, whom he loves dearly. Five years later, we find in the Endgame movie, one of the characters is willing to sacrifice his life, sacrifice his own life, so that he will save the universe. And I'm not going to tell you who that is. But here's the story. Choices are oftentimes made. And one of the things we hear in our scripture reading for today, in our Old Testament, is we have recorded God's people were told, choose life. Don't choose death. Choose life so that you will receive blessings or choose death and be cursed. Today, how many choices have you made? Stop and think about it. We make a lot of choices just about every single day. And what kind of choices have you made today? Have you made choices today that are life-changing? Will you make a choice today that will be life-changing? Time will tell. In our Old Testament reading for today, we find recorded some very interesting times. It's a time of transition. Deuteronomy is the last of the five books that Moses wrote. It's a time of transition from Moses' leadership to Joshua's leadership. And one of the things that God does in our text for today is he does a renewal of the covenant that he made with his people. Do you remember the covenant going back to Exodus? Do you remember what happened in Exodus? We find recorded this great deliverance. God rescued his people out of slavery in Egypt, right? And Moses is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. The angel of death had been gone over the homes of the, all of their homes, but when the, when the Israelites had painted on their door frames the blood of the lamb, the angel of death passed over their home, so their firstborn were saved. But the firstborn of all the others were killed, which led Pharaoh to say, get out of my country. And the children of Israel fled, and God had Moses on the waters of the 
Red Sea with his arms up and the waters continued to separate and there was the dry ground. But God had put a pillar of fire between the Egyptian army and the Israelites. Children of Israel were able to walk through the water on dry ground. But once they made it through, God had the waters collapse over the Egyptian army, and they were drowned. And God's people were saved, and they started walking towards the promised land. First, they had to go to Mount Sinai, remember? And what happened on Mount Sinai, you had all the lightning and the thunder, and the people were afraid. And God spoke to them, and God gave to them the Ten Commandments and more. And God made a covenant with them, an agreement. And they said to God, we will follow you and we will receive the blessings. And God said, that's awesome. Because if you don't, you're going to be cursed and you are going to go into another land. And so it is. This was the covenant. And Moses led the people for 40 years after that. Remember? And they're getting ready to go into the promised land. And that's what Deuteronomy is all about. It's the second time God is renewing this covenant with the people. And God says to them, you have a choice. You can either choose life or you can choose death. You can either choose to be blessed or you can choose to be cursed. Choices. Choices that we make. In verse 19, we have these words. God says, I have set before you life and death, the blessings and the curse. Therefore, choose life and not death. So what can we as New Testament Christians learn from this Old Testament? Well, we can learn from Martin Luther. Martin Luther tells us some important things about this text. One of the things that he tells us about this is that these words belong to believers, believers in God. And the believers in God are the ones who have been loved by God, they've been forgiven by God, and they've been chosen by God. But here's the important thing. Following these commands that God has given will not make God love you more. Following these commands will not save you. Because our salvation rests in that we are baptized in the name of the triune God. And we were connected with Christ's death for us on the cross. They're given to us to help us. To know how we can walk the way God would want us to walk. We know we're loved by him. We know we're forgiven by him. And so he encourages us to follow his directions. So I encourage you to actually go to your Old Testament Bible and read these last, the four chapters that precede chapter 30. Read chapter 25 through 29 as well as 30. And you're going to find that there are a lot of choices. So read. Understand the blessings that God wants you to see. And especially in chapter 29, you have this renewal of the covenant. In chapters 26 to 30, just kind of give you a quick overview. These choices are simply blessings or curses, life or death, good or evil. God loves his people. God loves his people for all time and for all history. 
And God strongly encourages all of us to walk in his ways as he describes them to us in Deuteronomy as well as in many other chapters. So that we will be blessed and we will receive the many good things that God would have us receive. So we have choices. The choices are simply, do we want to follow God? Or do we want to follow the devil? And do we want to follow the ways of human beings? Follow God's ways and live. And there's one very important promise that Jesus made to us and to his disciples. He said, no one can snatch you as a follower of mine out of my Father's hands. But there's also this follow-up, isn't there? No one can snatch us out of God's hands, but we can walk away from God's promises and his presence. So you and I make choices. You've chosen to be here today, to hear God's word, to praise God, to receive from God his forgiveness once we confess our sins, and to receive from Christ that body and blood that was shed for you and for me. Yeah, we make choices every day. And one of the blessings for us today is remember a long time ago, God made a choice. God the Father made a choice. The choice was to sacrifice his son. His son, Jesus Christ, who came into this world as God had chosen him to do. He chose to come. He chose to come in love. Because he loves you. He loves you and me so much that he doesn't want us to be separated from God's presence. He loves us so much he doesn't want there a barrier to exist between us and him. And that's why God sent Jesus. He chose to do this out of love. It wasn't so that he would control the universe. No, he chose this because he wants you and me to be at peace with him and to spend eternity with him. We have an amazing God who loves us and has brought us here today. And when we believe that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus into this world to be born, to die, to rise from the dead, to ascend into heaven and come again, to take us to be with him in glory, what a blessing we have because the curse of death the curse of eternal separation from God no longer produces a barrier between us and God because we can look to Jesus the one who sacrificed himself for us now that all sounds so easy to choose life rather than death doesn't it it's easy when we have that nice black and white decision-making for us, right? But it really isn't, is it? It's not so easy to make that choice because there's plenty of times that you and I don't choose to live. We choose to die. We choose to separate ourselves from God when we rebel against him, when we sin against him. And what about the people you have relationships with? Are you at peace with everyone? Or is there a barrier between you and them? 
Have you gotten in a fight or an argument with somebody today? Or maybe last night or earlier this past week? Oh, we know we want to choose life, but so often we choose death. Did you notice in our Old Testament reading today that there are a number of conditional clauses? You know a conditional clause is when it starts with if. If, 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 then. Okay? Well, let me share with you a couple of conditional clauses that you may have stated or you've heard other people making these. Things that we think are so helpful for us. If you do this, you will receive this benefit. Perhaps you've said them. If only I could move to a new town or a city and make a new start, then I would be happy. If only I could change my job, then I'd be happy. If only I could buy a new home or buy a new car or find the right spouse or get into the right college or university, if only I could graduate, and if only I could get a good paying job, and if only I had enough money to retire. How many other if onlys have you said? Then I would be happy. A number of years ago, a man by the name of Will Rogers wrote about his experiences. And he was a man who liked to write and knew how to write a variety of different things. But as he would be living in the city for a certain time, he came up with the idea, well, I think I'm going to actually move to a new city because obviously it's going to be a better place, right? If only I move, if only I get a new start, it's going to be better at that spot. But he decided before he moved, he would actually subscribe to the paper from that city and he'd read it for 30 days. After he read the paper for 30 days, what kind of a decision do you think he made? That city's not any better than what I'm living in right now. Why move? <laughs> There's sinners everywhere, right? Things aren't always better on the other side of the fence, as we sometimes say. One of the things that we can be certain of is we will make choices. Some of those choices will be good and we will live. Some of those choices will be bad and if you will, we bring sin and death into our world. But the best choice of all is we can choose to come and repent and be forgiven. And that's because of the choice that God made so many years ago for us. And a choice that God makes each and every day as we come to him in repentance. And every day, we still struggle, don't we? We may leave this place feeling refreshed and renewed, but things can happen in our lives where we can feel guilty or we can feel ashamed, depressed or stressed for any number of different reasons. One of the good things I have to share with you for today is that starting next week, Pastor Dan and I are going to start a sermon series. The sermon series is called Go and Be Reconciled. What does this mean? 
As we do this series next week and the following, you're going to see us share with you how we can be reconciled to God and how we can be reconciled then to others. To look into this material in greater depth, this book that's on the left-hand side, A Bible Study on Reconciliation, Reviewing Luther's Small Catechism, is a study that I'll be starting at 9.30 on the lower level. Some of you will be involved with that in smaller group Bible studies. But I encourage you to prayerfully consider attending. This study is full of God's Word, Bible passages, for us to be able to look at how can we become reconciled with others. But first, how we can be reconciled with God. We will also involve some case studies and have opportunity to discuss that as well. The Bible study that I'll be leading will not be finished each lesson in one week, but we will be going on for probably a couple weeks with each study. The Bible studies are available in the office if you'd like to get one ahead of time. Suggested is $11, but you don't have to pay those. We'd rather have you be able to have the study to be able to uh, use this as a tool. The great and most awesome thing for me to share with you today is that God made a choice. That choice was to give us Jesus. That choice was to give us his word. That choice was to love us each and every day and to say, I am with you always to the end of the age. May God help us to grow in our faith. May God help us to share that faith and that love that Jesus has given to us with others, that he will be praised and glorified in all that we say and do. Amen.